Welcome back to No Nonsense Storytime. I'm Chris Panico. And I'm Robert Hoffman. This week, we are going to be reading The Napping House by Audrey Wood. Yeah. Well, we're not going to be reading it. Well, we're going to be talking about it. We read it already. We've read it. And hopefully you have too. I read it today. <laughs> yeah. Me too. But I also read it about 26 years ago. I thought I didn't know this book. I I am familiar with it from school, actually. Yeah, it's floating around on the tiny shelves somewhere. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes in and out of existence for me. Yeah. I tried to find it today and couldn't couldn't find it. Hmm. But that's what happens at a preschool. Yep. Things disappear and reappear at inopportune moments. Yeah, easy come, easy go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the kid's there at the school. Sometimes they're gone. Yeah. Spirit of the way. They usually come back. Yeah. We've had about six kids Spirit of the Way in the past year at our school. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Chris said, they usually come back. Five of them did come back. The sixth one, I mean, you know, what are you yeah. going to do? What What are you going to do? I don't... Keep waiting, I guess. Yep. Um... Waiting on the world to change. Yeah, luckily, no one's very upset. Yeah, which, you know, I mean, sad. A little yeah. sad, but... Yeah, maybe, well, maybe when they get spirited away, like, the memories of everyone around them I was thinking shifted. that. I was thinking that, but then I just realized that I, I just pointed out that this child was spirited away. So, no, in, in fact, we all oh, do remember and oh. just don't care. Well, maybe you and I are... Maybe we're... We're special. We're special. Because... Uh, we do this podcast. Yeah, exactly. We're in touch with certain things that not everyone else is. Yeah. Um, what's another example of, of something that we're in touch with that nobody else is? Um, my bookshelf? You just looked around the room and said <laughs> the first thing that you touched with your hand. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> I guess, I mean, that's true for you. You're in touch with my bookshelf. I do see it quite often. Yeah. I I sit on the for the How many of my books do you think you could name like without being in this room? Mm, if if it was multiple choice, I could do a pretty good job. Actually okay. just pulling the names out of my my That's... butt. My butt. <laughs> there I said it. <laughs> uh would be would be tough for me. Okay. Okay. All right, let's talk about Audrey Wood. Yeah, yeah. What what do you know about Audrey Wood? Um, she was born Susan Brewer. Oh. Yeah, her birth name was Susan Brewer. I like Audrey Wood more. I she does as well. <laughs> it has more of a ring to it. Uh, she's alive. Mm-hmm. And she was born in 1948. That's what I thought. So. As I specific, suspected. <laughs> I had a feeling she was born in that year. Just something about something about it about the book Mm -hmm. did you know that she aspired to be an illustrator and storyteller i love that well a a storyteller more since she was a kid um and why do you know anything about what what caused that desire in her i do her um her father worked for ringling brothers yeah the circus the circus people um, he was doing some kind of murals or whatever, yeah, that's and really she just cool. heard all kinds of stories about different people that were in the circus or from people that worked in the circus. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a real water for elephants situation. Yeah. Which is... 
And not a children's yeah, book. She, I mean, but... she, she, uh, she got, she got there. She did. This is cool. It's amazing. I'm proud of you, Audrey Wood. Well done. Good job, Audrey Wood. Let's talk about your book. Yes. The Napping House. The Napping House. So, would you like to do a little recap of The Napping House for all the lovely listeners? Yeah, I suppose it is my turn. Uh, The Napping House is a story about... I was about to go to the Brady Bunch. That's a different, (laughs) different story. The Napping House is a story about... there's There's a house... It's the napping house, and inside of the napping house, everybody's asleep. Mm-hmm. There's a grandmother, and on top of the grandmother is a boy. On top of him is a dog, and then a cat, and then a mouse. And then on top of the mouse is a flea. The flea is awake, or wakeful, to use Audrey Wood's words. Mm-hmm. A wakeful flea. And the flea bites the cat. Or no, the flea bites the mouse, scares the cat does something to the dog the kid does wakes up so is the grandmother and she breaks the bed mm-hmm. uh, and then it seems it's sort of a, if we go by the illustrations it's a happy ending mm-hmm. um, everyone's awake I guess the bed's broken it's daytime now no no one is sleeping any longer that's, right. that's the story I love it <clears throat> I love that story I'm not sure what it was about that story from when I was a kid, but something about it made me love it so much. Yeah, I, I'm. That's it's interesting to me because as an adult, there's nothing too special about no. the napping house. The language, I mean, just the it's called the napping house, mm-hmm. which is just an interesting way to describe something. Yeah, you know, not the sleeping house. No, yeah, the napping house. Yeah. I like that um, because napping, even when you're a kid, napping is temporary. It's a break mm-hmm. in the middle of your day. But when you're a kid, sleeping is not temporary. I mean, it's permanent. It is. Oh, it's permanent. It feels permanent. Like it feels like, okay, now the day's over and I'm going away and then there'll be another day. But as you as you get older, you realize, uh, you know, probably probably a big day is the first time you stay up through the whole night, and you realize Ooh. how short the night is. Yep. It feels really long when you're a kid and you do that for the first time. It yep. feels like, oh my gosh, what happened? But as an adult, like if you stay up, you can just like look at the clock and be like, oops, four a.m. <laughs> yep, you definitely can. The night is so short, and you don't feel that as a kid, but mm-hmm. really. If you're a house and, you know, the the point of view of a house, I think mm-hmm. everybody's sleeping is just like a nap for the house. It's just a nap like a, for the house. A little the house break. gets a rest. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it makes all those sounds. It's like yeah. grumbling and snoring. I like that you said that because as, as an adult, I still find that like nighttime, especially on the weekends, of course, because mm-hmm. you don't have to work. There's all this like possibility of the nighttime uh-huh. and then you reach like the apex of it and then you realize that the night is going to be over soon. Yep. And it, you know, and you all f- of that magic falls away. And you and feel it, like, why? Why didn't I sleep? It would have been so much better than how I'm going to feel all day. Yeah. 
That's true. You may not feel that right away, but there will come a point in the day. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, I was so stupid. Yeah. Like Why I, did I do this again? Like, I was up till three or four over the weekend twice. And the day after the second time, I woke up feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And, well, you're just right. You're just right, Bobby. I want to, just for a brief moment, talk about a person I don't talk about much on this podcast, and that is my girlfriend, Liza. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is so wonderful Mm -hmm. for many reasons. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, uh, um, just kidding. But the one I want to talk about right now is that she just values her sleep so much. Mm-hmm. And I do too, but she's way better at it. Mm-hmm. So now that we live together, um, I sleep at night. Always. Mm-hmm. Like I go to bed and then I wake up in the morning and I slept. And my quality of life has improved so much. That sounds really nice. From living with her. That sounds wonderful. Even if just for that reason. I mean, for other reasons too. There are plenty of things in her life that she is so much better at controlling Mm-hmm. and um like making habits of than i am mm-hmm. and there are things that i'm better at too i mean i don't want to just sure. sound like i'm just like this broken person who needs <laughs> uh, somebody to help me operate um we definitely work in different ways sure. and are good at different things but that she just astounds me with her ability to go to sleep <laughs> yeah some people are really good at it some people are very bad mm-hmm. at it. I, I used to have a friend who would go to sleep at like 9 p.m. Yeah. Because they would have to get up at whatever time. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter how early I have to go to sleep. I can't, or have to wake up. I can't go to sleep at 9 p.m. Yeah, 9. It's not possible. Even if you should, 9. 9 is too early. 10 <laughs> is when it's like, okay, it's possible for me to get into a bed now. Right. And start the sleeping process. Yeah. It doesn't usually happen right then Mm -hmm. but for me that's the cutoff yeah same there are i mean if i'm like extremely tired like i've been awake for over 24 hours i can go to bed whatever but well yeah on a normal night nine o'clock is too early same 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 um what's the moral of this story the moral of this story is the bed's have a weight limit <laughs> and if you exceed that they will break they'll break but you'll still be happy i guess yeah if you slept well this is an interesting one to think of a moral for yeah that's the best i got i think don't that, break your bed. i think that last part is really the biggest part of it though is that all this stuff happens, but it's the next day and everyone's happy at the end. Mm-hmm. Like the bed's broken, everybody gets hurt, kind of. Mm-hmm. But they just roll with the punches. Yeah. It's all fun. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, I used to, when I was a kid, my grandparents lived with us. And they had, like, their own room in, like, one section of the house. And and you stacked on top of your grandparents with all of your animals. Well, yeah, that's exactly what we did. No, but (laughs) some nights we would get to sleep in their room, like, 
on the floor and we'd bring all of our blankets and our pillows in there and I would eat a bunch of peanut butter crackers <laughs> and drink a lot of chocolate milk and we would watch like Johnny Bravo or some mm-hmm. silly cartoons on TV and it was so nice. It was like so much fun. Yeah. Even though I was just like in one different room. For yeah. some reason it felt like a whole other place. You know what's amazing about grandparents? And I haven't thought about this since I was a kid. Because mm-hmm. this is really mostly true when you're a kid. Is grandparents, as opposed to parents, know how to relax. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a kid, and you're with grandparents, and sometimes you're bored by that. But, like, if they if you get it at the right time, you're that's, like, the most relaxing time. Is yep. like, you're with your grandparents. You're watching cartoons. Like, everything is just zen. Yeah. The food somehow is, like, just tastes warm in your body. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're eating. Yeah, my grandfather always shared, like, his coffee cake with... Well, we would have coffee cake, and he'd let us dip it in his coffee, which I know that sounds pretty obvious, but it's delicious. Hmm. I guess that's the I guess that's the purpose. Right, it's delicious. I've never done it. Look, I'm not making fun of you. I've never done that, because yeah. I don't drink coffee. Right, and I didn't drink coffee as a child, but he let us do that, and it was really good. Um, I can't wait to be a grandfather... Who lets my grandchildren do just a little bit of something they're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, like, if you're a grandparent, you're like, well, this isn't really my job. Yeah, exactly. You know? You're the, yeah, you're the one who let them stay with me. Right. Right. <laughs> as long as they're, they don't severely injure themselves yeah. or anybody else, then... It's, it's like your job. Fine. It's your job because the parents... If you're a parent, you can't let your kids do these risky things because mm-hmm. it's like slippery slope. But if you're a grandparent, you are in the position where it's your responsibility to be the one that lets them get away with stuff so they have those experiences mm-hmm. with somebody responsible around. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Good Thank point. you. So, nonsense. That's what we're all about here. Yeah. Nonsense. Getting rid of it. I'm sorry I keep derailing the podcast. Oh, no. I am thoroughly enjoying this conversation yeah good one um plus our voices are quite relaxing we have such good voices i'm sure that everyone is enjoying our reedy tenor voice or my reedy tenor voice and my reedy baritone i just want to say your voice chris is so relaxing (laughs) so is yours (laughs) okay let's let's do it yeah um so we mentioned before we started this podcast that not a lot of this book, if any of this book, is really nonsense. It's like a pretty realistic book. Yeah. But I think that we could extrapolate on <coughs> the book, perhaps zoom out a little bit. Yeah. And see what, what the story is. The thing that concerns me is that this house is called the napping house. Yeah. You know? Right. And it makes me wonder, why is it called the napping house? And it, it is called that because at the end, even when everyone's awake, it's still the napping house. Right. So what is it <clears throat> that has earned the house the title the napping house? I mean, it would only stand to reason that this is the house where everybody goes to nap. Mm-hmm. Everybody? At least these characters at least these characters certainly but like do people sleep or do they just nap 
Hmm. Yeah. That may see if you have a whole house set aside for napping. Napping has to be a very important part of your community. Right. Which yeah, maybe, maybe it's a is, public napping house. This is a and the nap happens at night. Mm-hmm. Which, which doesn't make a lot of sense either. Unless, unless, unless. Thank you. This house is, or this community is somewhere where people don't sleep, like for a full eight hours. They don't. They don't have like always a nap. Sleep. Yeah, they take naps throughout the day to promote efficiency in their work. That makes a lot of sense. I, I don't know if this is apocryphal or not. But I remember as a kid hearing about how Thomas Jefferson would only take a bunch of little naps instead of sleeping for a full eight hours because mm-hmm. he thought that sleeping was a waste of time. Or not Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Edison. Sorry. The other important American Thomas. Yeah. Um, Thomas yeah. and Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. So he would sleep like for 45 minutes and then get up again and do a bunch of stuff and sleep for like 45 minutes i think there's an episode of seinfeld where kramer tries to do that too that's good premise and it well does not work very well obviously yeah so i did i did read somewhere once (laughs) that um the most efficient way to sleep is to sleep for what is it well 90 minutes is the sleep cycle am i right roughly not I'm not sure. Yeah, something like that. I think that. so. I, get, well, but, I think what I read, and I might have the numbers wrong, and I'm not going to look it up to check because I don't feel like it. And if you... I respect I'm, that. I, I will say to everybody listening to this, I don't know these numbers. I do know that what I'm saying is something that I read somewhere. The numbers may be wrong. If you're really interested in it, look up the numbers. But um, you only need, let's say, two hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Um. And those two hours of sleep that you need are your REM sleep. Right. So you sleep for eight hours and you go into REM sleep however so often and it ends up being two full hours of it by the time you wake up. Um, Now, something you can do is force yourself to go to sleep for only half an hour at a time, four times a day. And eventually, it'll take like a week or so your body will just start immediately going into REM sleep because it that, knows that that's how you're going to do it. That's what Kramer was doing in yeah. the show. Yeah. That's um, crazy. It is crazy, but apparently it is something you can do and you'll have enough sleep. I've also heard... So I, I have a friend who has sleep apnea and like went to do like, like dream... Or not dream, like sleep. Sleep study. Sleep study. Um... And, like, our mutual friend and I were talking, and he was saying that the the person that they were, the doctor, I suppose, said that you have to get eight hours of sleep. Like, if you don't get eight hours of sleep, then it, like, isn't even, it's hardly like you slept at all. Uh-huh. Like, if you got six hours of sleep, that's yeah. not really too much better than three hours of sleep. Um. I don't know the science behind that and how that compares to the as somebody, idea of... As somebody who's on many occasions gotten three hours of sleep and on many occasions gotten six hours of sleep, I disagree strongly yeah. with what that doctor said. <laughs> sure, sure. I I imagine that there's far more science behind it than, than just that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but what that is, I, I could not say. Yeah. I'm not a scientist. 
Yeah. Yeah, I should I should say that I'm not a scientist, but I won't say it because I am a scientist. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> um, sounds legit. So this is a house in a community where everyone's trying the Kramer naps. Yeah. It's a Kramer society. Yeah. Let's not call it the Kramer society. Okay. The Edison society? Well, that sounds like a I don't like that him sounds either. like a club. These are two people that I just don't like. You very don't like much. Thomas Edison? No. Interesting. Would you like to explain why? Or I just we... feel like I think, and I didn't know him. I wasn't uh, there. Well, that doesn't seem very fair, then, Bobby. It's not fair, <laughs> and I'll say that it's not fair. It's really just an impression I get of him. And it, it is unfair. And I feel okay having it because he's not alive to be affected by my negativity. Yeah, sure. I, I could see where you could maybe get the vibe that... I feel he like he so was likable. somebody that just took a lot of credit for work. Mm-hmm. That was not his own work. Well, we know the whole thing between him and Tesla, of course. Yes. I'm thinking of him just as sort of like a... Uh, you know, like a Jeff Beeswax guy from Amazon, mm-hmm. you know? Like, uh... Yeah, I can see that. Or or an, or a Musk guy, you know? Somebody who employs a lot of people, mm-hmm. and there is something to be said about, like, people who are able to organize these systems that get things done. Mm-hmm. But then the thing is, like, these big personality people organize these systems of people who work for them and do work for them that get things done and then they take the credit personally for all of these achievements Mm -hmm. and that just kind of rubs me the wrong way now there is something to be said about like people just get behind a personality and like being the figurehead uh you know like elon musk being the figurehead of his whole space program and all of that like yeah. gives it sort of something that people want to pay attention to, want to donate to, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It just feels like I wouldn't like him very much as a person. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I don't want to name my town after him. Okay. Let's mix the two. Cramason. Cramason. The Cramason Society. All right. The, or Cramasonville. Cramasonville. Yeah. Okay. So the town of Cramasonville has a napping house. Yeah. Um, do you think they just have one napping house or multiple napping houses? Um, the book's called The Napping House, but in the book they say A Napping House. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking a, a town would, a typical town definitely would need more than one of these napping houses. Yeah. You know, just to, to function. Right. And there's only one grandma. Like, the, the occupants of this tell me that there are more than one napping mm-hmm. house. Do you think there's a grandma in all of them? <laughs> I could only hope. <laughs> like, like they're all run by a grandma who, like, organizes the whole house. When I show up to a napping house, there had better be a grandmother yeah, there waiting for saying. me. There I'm better saying. be a grandma there for me to sleep on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't take it back. I, I mean it. I've thought about it, and guess what? I mean it. <laughs> okay, so there are multiple napping houses in this community. Yeah. Each one run by a single grandma. They don't all have... I suppose they don't have to have all those pets. They could. They could not. Yeah. Um, 
really, it's probably just random who happened to be in that particular napping house. Right, time. right. And I imagine that the majority of rooms in a napping house are just lots of different beds. Yeah. Probably, you know, there's a kitchen and a bathroom. And I guess why not have a living room, too? Mm. But most of it would just be rooms of beds. Yeah, that's the best, the and important part. You could go in and kind of just find the bed you want and take a little snooze. Okay, this all checks out. Yeah. But what's up with the dog and the cat? Could they have chosen to live this weird life? Are people forcing their dogs and cats to sleep on this weird cycle? Just kind of like how, you know, people are like, my dog is going to be vegan. Hmm. A, don't make your dog vegan. I agree. As a vegan, don't do that. Um, B, I would say that, and I guess this depends on the pet, but a lot of pets spend a lot of time napping. That's true. Right? So maybe the pets are the inspiration Mm. for this entire lifestyle oh, this isn't that... a Crameson house this is a dog a cat house a dog a cat house a dog a yeah. cat society yeah yeah and and this whole group of people has modeled their life have modeled their lives after their pets yeah you know like how many people have a dog or a cat and they'll be hanging out and their dog will just be laying around, sleeping, mm-hmm. and be like, man, I wish I could sleep all day yeah. like you. And then they decided... They just said, you know what? We're going to do it. Yeah, let's do this thing. Yeah. And there's... T- I mean, it makes a little bit of sense to me. Because it's like, this, what I'm looking at now, this dog, cat, like, the way they sleep, the way they organize their life, that's like, that's nature. You yeah. know? That's they're they're in touch with the nature where people we're so far removed from mm-hmm. our normal sleep cycles. Yep. We force ourselves to do things all the, to stay up yeah. too late, wake up too early. What happens if you just let yourself sleep literally whenever you feel like sleeping? Probably feel great. Probably feel great. I would imagine. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to feel great. They're trying to live because maybe maybe if you feel great, you're going to live a life of greatness. Yeah, you'll be more productive. Yeah. You'll be happier, certainly. I know that on a really good day, when I'm feeling great, I can get more done in an hour than I get done on most entire days. Yeah, did you know, Bobby, that Cramersonville is is rated the number one happiest town in the United States of America? I didn't know that. I'm not surprised, though. It does make a lot of sense. Maybe we should all take a, a, a leaf out of... Out of Cramersonville's leaf pile. We should steal the leaves. <laughs> we should steal the leaves. Maybe we should go there and then leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. the verb where you steal a leaf. A.K.A. leaving. Yeah. And then we should leave. Like leaving. Leave. Well, what about like leaving through a book? Or is that leafing through a book? That's leafing. I'm, I don't like it. It should be leaving. What? <laughs> leaves leaf. yeah you're leafing through the book like the fly leaf in the book get it i can feel all around me do you know what a fly leaf is bobby i'm alive do you, i'm alive you, do, do you know what a fly leaf is you don't know what a fly <laughs> i do some more fly leaf songs to sing instead of answering the question no i don't know what a fly leaf is what's that it's the um like in a book 
Ah. You know who knows that? The members of the band Flyleaf, and then you. Yep. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> and fans of the band Flyleaf. It's like one of the first pages in a book. Like okay. The, like where the title and all the junk is. Cool. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, most people don't know that. That's where Flyleaf got their name. Huh. Um, if I'm slightly inaccurate about that. Yeah, bad. whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I like what the citizens of Kramers and Vilt have done here. I respect it. I don't know if I like it, but I do respect it. Well, who who could ask for anything else? You gotta at least respect Ooh, For it. a little respect, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, I think we did a good job of making this to make a lot more sense. Yeah, so let's go through the story and see what's weird now. See yeah. what's nonsense. Yeah, so... We have way back sometime, all the citizens decided we're going to model our lives after our pets. Yeah. And we're going to take naps whenever we want. Yep. So they set up these houses all over town where you could stop in whenever you need to and take a nap. Yeah. It's like a public restroom, but they're public nap rooms instead. And, you know, I think the reason they did this is because they do... The the goal sort of is to be productive, right? Mm-hmm. So they do want to have set aside places for napping so that people aren't just sleeping all over the floor when you're trying to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're tired, you stop what you're doing, you go to the napping as you sleep. But when you're not tired, everywhere else is a sleep-free zone. So you don't have to think about sleep. Yeah. And everyone's like doing things and having fun, getting mm-hmm. work done. Yep. That's why they have that. And if houses. they need a nap, it's not far away. Yeah. You know, like at any given point. Yeah, it's like Probably a Starbucks. Kind of like, yeah. I was going to say like cell phone towers, but I think Starbucks is a better better analogy. In this city, it sure is. Yeah. They're like literally every two blocks. Mm-hmm. That's wild. <clears throat> so the one thing I'm not sure about is how does like, how do, how does people's schedule work as far as their employment you know, like mm-hmm. our job, we certainly couldn't just take a nap whenever we wanted. That's true. I mean, the society's just got to be built around that. Like, uh, it's probably, it, it's not capitalistic mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it can't be. There's no way. It's just whoever's awake does the stuff that needs to be done. I, I would guess that each person probably has like three different jobs mm-hmm. and the job you're at just depends on the numbers of people who are at that job and yeah, it's probably the time like, of day you, when you go to a napping house you clock into a computer system mm-hmm. that says okay this person's taking a nap now and then the computer calculates okay we have these people that have these jobs available to them these are the jobs we need filled let's fill them all in with the people we have here and then you have like a little phone or beeper or whatever kind of device they have that just says you go to this job now yeah that makes sense and you do it until you get sleepy and then you go and you clock out into the thing and then it reorganizes and it sends someone who needs to go there if they need somebody else mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense i'm on board i'm on board um does everyone have their own houses um hmm i don't know like 
I mean, they must, right? Because you got to keep stuff places. Yeah. Yeah, but they're probably they... much smaller. Yeah, would they have, like, beds in their houses? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like, you certainly wouldn't need it. No, you'd nap in the napping house. Right. You don't have a bedroom. You have a kitchen. You have... You have a kitchen, a bathroom, and... Just maybe like, maybe uh, they have, like, a guest room, just in case someone needs a nap. I think just, like, a leisure room. Because the only time, like, you don't go to your house to sleep at night, right? The only time you go to your house is when you're not working. Right. And you're not napping. So it's right. just, like, a living room, you mm -hmm. know? You can go in there and watch TV or whatever. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And during your leisure time, if you'd like to nap, you could probably nap in your house if you'd like to. Right. It just wouldn't be like a bedroom. Yeah. But you probably don't feel the need to because you nap. All the time. At nap Whenever time. you want. Yeah. Okay. Those are my only questions, Bobby. I feel... Done. I feel like this... But we do need to go through the actual text of the story. Yes. So grandmother... Mm -hmm. Sleeping. That makes sense. Yep. Kid goes in, sleeps on grandmother. I mean, that happens. Sure. I can see a dog climbing in. Yep. That's fine. The cat's when it starts to get a little fishy. Is the cat going to climb up on all of these things? I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But it is, uh, it is getting a little fishy. The mouse mm. is where I stop buying it. Really? Is a mouse going to climb on top of this pile of creatures that ends with a predator and sleep there oh that's true i don't think so something's up with that if i'm a mouse i would try to stay away from a cat that's true mm -hmm. hmm. maybe maybe the lifestyle of all of the people has affected the mice. Okay. Somehow. Okay. So, like, the way we live our lives, the mice come out at night more. Oh, than yeah. They come out if they, the if they live in our house. Right. So, if nighttime does not mean sleep in the same way, then perhaps it's led these mice to just some unusual, uncharacteristic behaviors. Right. You know, perhaps they can't establish a sleep cycle. Yeah, these so mice are delirious. just confused and delirious. So they don't see the danger of the cat. Yeah. They're just going up there and sleeping. And... Yeah. 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 That's what so I that, that's the dark the darkness of this society yeah the way it affects it's, the mice it's affecting the ecosystem yeah it makes sense and there's a flea which that's not crazy yeah no everything else kind of falls in line there yeah they do break the bed at the end which is which is right sad. but it's not that sad because the reason that no one's really upset is because there's so many napping houses right Right. So many beds to sleep in. And they'll, they'll get that repaired very soon because they're so efficient. Yup. Audrey Wood put a real good story together. Good job, Audrey. Well done. Um, so what's the moral of this fully understood narrative? 
the moral is that there is no utopia. You know, there is no utopia. There is only me topia. Zootopia. You can live the way you want to live, but you're not going to fix your problems with a new lifestyle. Like, or you might fix your problems, but there will be problems. There'll mm-hmm. be different problems. You yeah. know? Like, yeah. Because the mouse, right? Yeah, the poor mice. The mice get all screwed up. And then mm-hmm. the flea bites the mouse. And then this bed breaks. Yeah. You know? This isn't this isn't a perfect society. Yeah, bed breaks, Ben broom. <laughs> Bim, Bim brings Bim Boom. Bim's band bangs and Ben's band Big booms. band, pig bands. Pig bands. <laughs> uh, quote, Fox and Socks. Yep. Um, good moral, Bobby. Well done. Thank you. I think we did it. Got anything to add to the moral there? Efficiency has a cost. Which is pretty much what you said, just phrased differently. Efficiency has a cost. Yeah. I like it. Me too. I'm Robert Hoffman. And I'm Chris Panico. And this has been No Nonsense Storytime. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next week. We're going to be looking at a book that I've never even heard of before. It's called Music for Mr. Moon. It's written by Philip Seastead and illustrated by Aaron Eastead. Yeah. Which I like saying that combination of names together. Yep. Yeah, we usually just say who wrote the book, but I wanted yeah. to say both of them. Yeah, Aaron Eastead almost sounds like you're saying Aaron Instead. Uh-huh. So it's like not actually by Philip, it's by Aaron. It's like a Kim Possible Ron Stoppable mm-hmm. thing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw this book at a Barnes and Noble months ago, and I took a picture of it because it looked like a really good book. Uh-huh. So I thought, hey, this will force me to read this book, and I'll find out if it's a good one or not. Cool. So in the meantime, check us out at Anchor.fm. Find us on Facebook. We're on all the podcast, podcast things. things. If you have a suggestion or a question or a complaint or a concern or a compliment or a conjecture or a conspiracy yeah uh just email us at no nonsense story time at gmail.com we will eventually see it yep and we will see you next week we won't see them yeah they will hear us you will hear us next week week. or in two weeks i guess oh we should say we were on a podcast called yeah ben and eric's bookstore yeah, babes. Um, babes. So, uh, if you want to hear our episode of that, it will be the one that's coming out right around the same time as this episode is coming out. Probably mm-hmm. same day. Yeah. It'll be very cool. Yep. Cool. Until next time. Kiss, hug, kiss, hug. Goodbye.